Okay, welcome to our Fate of Midgard game. I am your GM, Porter, and tonight our players are Aaron, Tiffany, and Brendan. So last time we played, we leveled up, so everyone gained a permanent increase to their refresh pool. Um, so giving them an extra permanent fate point increase that they can spend on build or just have in their pool. We also decided to take a chance to uh, kind of recalibrate characters based on how we are experiencing them or direction they want to take the characters. So it's a good chance to change aspects and then uh, possibly change some of the approaches around a little bit. So this is all kind of built into how fate works. So let's go ahead and run through our character introductions and just get a a uh, read on where each character is and how they changed at their level up. So, um, Aaron, go ahead and uh, introduce us to Eleanor. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I play Eleanor Westergaard. And I have actually kind of tweaked her high concept. So she is a glamorous, infiltrating enforcer. Her trouble has stayed the same venom in my veins. And then we have fantastical facades as an aspect. The Westergaard family business. So that one has been sort of tweaked as well. And then I got rid of Hunter on a 250 year sabbatical because I feel like as we've been playing, she started to get more experience. I feel like her instincts have kind of woken up and her abilities are sort of coming back to her. Um, so I don't feel that that sabbatical really fits She's anymore. back in the saddle she's again. She's back in action and she is a lady on a mission. And then she still has her gear aspect of his dagger. And then I did use one of my refreshes to add a magic stunt. And so I've added adept transform creatures. So I want my glamours to not only just be Illusions. A facade. Yes, I want them to actually transform and become physical. However, um, we've limited this just to the creatures. Yeah. So the uh, the the kind of metaphysical physics going on here is that she, where she's infusing her glamours with shadow stuff, so that they're actually have it taking on a physical change to the the target and not just illusionary now. So. Cool. All right. And uh, Tiffany, introduce us to updated Mira. Uh, I play Mira Barkridge, and she is still at her core the same person. She is a well-meaning, eccentric earthen enchantress. Um, her trouble, as we've seen so far, when she gets sort of in a confrontational way, um, she tends to overspeak and oversell. Too many words. <laughs> so her trouble is stop selling. <laughs> uh, her aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist, hobbyist. Uh, she is still the caretaker of the figs, far removed from the oasis as she is. And the new aspect that she is developing is with her sort of growing discomfort as a druid in the desert <laughs> is I miss my grove and she's really really getting kind of stressed out and like building tension from being so far separated from her green lush environment our gear aspects are her earth song pendant and the staff of four seasons 
Excellent. And you, yeah, for you, and you didn't take any new stunts. You just added the refresh. Yes, I have a refresh up to three, so I get more fade points at this point. Yay! All right, and then Brendan, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I am Brendan. I will be playing the reprise role of Yolok, the kobold treasure hunter. He uh, is honor bound to serve his two uh two mistresses right now and uh uh he's very handy with uh some daggers a expert burglar and uh one to uh one to make quick work of any uh any opponents who would cross their way so brendan do you indulge me and just redo your aspects real quick Ah, yes, the aspects. We have Slippery Kobold Treasure Hunter as the uh, the primary aspect. Um, the trouble is getting in is no problem. Getting out, mm, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, beneath notice, as a kobold, he can uh, sneak in and out pretty, uh, pretty easily, being so unassuming. Uh, and an eye for antiquities, uh, being the burglar that he is he knows what what the valuable stuff is and what to pass up um he also carries uh maroti stiletto with which he uh has proven to be more than capable and uh masterwork thieves tools awesome and then with your level up did uh no new stunts just added to your refresh that's correct Fabulous. All right. So picking up where we left off last time. So you guys, uh, let, let's get a quick recap. What do you remember as sort of highlights from our last session? Well, uh, Yolok met the, uh, the two. That's right. We uh, picked up Yolok. Uh, picked up Yolok and, uh, we had a little scuffle on the roof. Took a while to, uh, convinced them that I wasn't trying to steal anything from them at that particular moment. And, uh, then you killed uh, we, some vampires we ran into a little scuffle. Oh yes. And then we ran into Hakan and Henna. Yep. And that they were in the quarter of the lions or in that little, it was, the, it was the square, the plaza of lions or plaza square of lions or something like that. Yeah. Yep. And we ended up, Big fight. Yeah, we beat them, and now we are on our way with Henna to the house yep. of Kojima. And Hana, Henna sided with you guys, seems to be keeping her word, and uh, who is currently holding on to the eye? I am. Okay. You have not handed it over to Henna yet? No. Okay. All right. I don't know if we're going to. All right. Cool. So, Henna, after your, after your scuffle... Um, Henna has led you into the district of the cat. She takes you on this, on this winding maze through all of the like little narrow alleyways and, and, uh, streets through the district of the cat. It gets really tight. It's, um, there's a, just a, a lot of, it, it's a very poor district, but there's a lot of people, a lot of cats, a lot of cat folk. Um, not as many knolls as other parts of the district or other parts of the city. And finally, after a probably uh, an hour of walking, it is now getting into the uh, early evening, and you arrive at the at a humble home. And she stops and holds out a hand and says, "Behold, the house 
of Kajim. Hannah is true to her word, yes? It appears to be, yes. I mean, so far, we are just looking at a house. I think we should knock and see who's home to see how closely you've kept your word. She sighs. <sighs> yes, I suppose. I, I suppose I could have led you on a merry chase to just any house. But, truly, this is the house of Kajima. Shall we see who's home to see who to see how beneficial this this arrival may be? Eleanor is going to just go up and knock on the door. Awesome! I like this bold new Eleanor. I like this <laughs> less talking, more action. Yes. <laughs> Let's get to the point. All right. So you knock on the door. It takes a moment, and then uh, opening the door is an uh, is a uh, wiry old black man with some frizzy black hair that has a lot of gray in it. And he looks out at you and goes, It's really late. What do you want? Hello. Mm. Excuse me for our, uh, our entrance. It's, I know very, you weren't expecting us. I'm or, not expecting, no. I, I don't, I don't know you. What are you doing here? We are here looking for the family of Kajima. We are from the Oasis of Figs. The, that kind of takes his breath away. Oh, wow. He's, and then he shuts the door. Oh, no! Uh, I'm going to knock there's again. A, there's a very... Uh, <laughs> you hear... You hear some muffled voices behind the door. And then... There's a very long, awkward, awkward pause. And then the door opens again, and it's a lady behind the door, probably in her late fifties. She is uh, soft brown skin with long, smooth dark brown hair that falls in kind of very soft curls um, gently down her back, and uh, she looks out and I'm sorry, I I think you caught my husband by surprise. I think you said you're from the Oasis? That is correct. Um, please, please come in. Please, please come in. Please. She opens the door wide, ushers you in. Um, you see the, uh, the older, the man. He's a little older than her. And you see him sort of back in the kitchen, sort of like pacing back and forth. And, he is uh, pulled out a. He he's trying to furiously light a pipe while he paces back and forth <laughs> angrily. He's trying trying really hard to get it started and it's not starting. And he seems really angry about it. And she brings you into a very very humble sitting room, uh, a, a little the, the the family room, and uh, it's a small house. You can kind of tell from the layout that there's probably the family room, the kitchen, maybe a and then a, another like bedroom or two elsewhere but it's a small little small little place very humble and she uh there's a few there's a little a little chaise and a little chair she kind of you know gestures you to sit and then she uh she kneels on a cushion at a at a small table and uh or actually she she sets a cushion down and then she says please make yourselves comfortable let me let me get some tea i think we need tea yes 
I'll be right back. She comes back. She leaves into the kitchen. She boils a pot of water, takes a little bit. You guys are sitting there in the uh, in in the room while uh, again he the um, the man in the, the man in the kitchen seems to have stopped pacing and he's just sitting there. You can hear him kind of piping or, or puffing furiously on his pipe, and you the sweet smell of uh, of uh, pipe tobacco sort of fills the house. And after a few minutes, the lady comes back out with a, a, a teapot and a little tray of cups. She sets it down on the little on a little coffee table, and she kneels on the on the cushion and pours everyone some tea, gives everyone a cup. And and uh, her husband is or the man is still in the in in the kitchen. And she uh, takes a breath, holds up the tea, you know, for a little sort of like a cheers moment, sort of, uh, and uh, takes a sip, sets it down and says, my, my name is Letta. That is my husband, Corin. And his mother visited the Oasis. I am assuming that's why you're here. Yes. We are, we are so grateful for your hospitality. And and we we come here uh, humbly asking your assistance. It is it is precisely uh, Kojima's relation um, to the to the oasis and thereby Corins that we were hoping um, would be able to help us. That you would be able to help us. In I'm like I'm like trying to talk to him as well because like. I'm including him in the conversation, even if he's not like ready to be a part of it. Um, he, he, you can tell he's positioned himself where he can kind of look at you all from the kitchen, but he's very decidedly not coming into the room. But he's precisely he's watching and he's listening, but he's trying to not join you. We we are here in our moment of of greatest need, and we've we've come a very long way and been through quite a bit of an ordeal to find our way to you and we're hoping very much that you might be able to help us L- Letta looks just very okay uh, alright um, please how how can we help um, Corin's mother Kojima has been dead f- for some time I-, I-, I hope you know that yes we are very aware that that Kojima is the only person that we know who has been in the Oasis, left the Oasis, and found her way back. The Oasis is our home. We need, we must get back to the Oasis as soon as possible. And if there's anything that your husband can tell us that could aid us in our search, we'd be ever so grateful. Oh. We are stranded. We were we were absconded by vandals and we did not make it back <laughs> to the to the oasis in time and we are left stranded and the only lifeline we have is this connection to Kojima and we were hoping that that your family might still live in this house and lucky that we are that you do and that there might be some 
piece of knowledge or a journal or some manner of wisdom that you might be able to provide that could that could shepherd us home. I might add that this standing before you is Mira Bartridge. She is the keeper of the figs. And if we do not get her home to her beautiful figs, they will start to die. You hear a, a very raspy um, smoker's cough coming from the kitchen. Um, and, uh, uh, okay, so um, good, good opening case. I think we need a, uh, I think we need a, a role uh, of either um, bold, clever, or focused, depending on which of you is rolling and the angle that you want to lean on. <laughs> I think I, um, I feel like you're being bold, and I feel like Mira is oh, being I feel like focused. I, I feel like I'm being clever. I'm trying to okay. give them information that I think will help them to sympathize with our okay with our cause. Sort All of right. a calculated case, and I'm kind of like this is kind of the first time that we've had the luxury of time. Yes, and we've been able to like sit down and have a tactical conversation with somebody. A civilized conversation over tea. It's true. Right. Over tea. And, you know, there's no weapons being brandished. (laughs) Nobody is being chased at any point. We're just, I feel like, I mean, the whole point of focus is the the time you have to dedicate and commit to to the effort. And so I think that focus would be a fair role for me, at least. Okay. Which of you would like to make the, I feel like Mira did more of the talking in that opening. Uh, I, I would say, just for credit, credit's due, Eleanor had a very diplomatic opening, I think, that got us in the door very well. True. Um, but I think in terms of, like, delivery of information that may sway the situation, I would say it's probably her job. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, only, hopefully well, I roll well. I think Otherwise... that focus is my highest stat, so. <laughs> I'm rolling. I have a three. Minus plus three as well. All right. I I will. I mean, we can flip a coin. I'm okay either way. Oh, I just rolled. Oh, I got she a three. just. You rolled a three. Okay. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. You know what? Uh, let's have you. Let's have you go both. Go ahead and, and make your and make your roll. Go ahead, Tiffany, as well. Okay, I'm rolling. Okay, so you had a three. Okay. All right, and I got minus one on the dice to my three focus. That's a plus two. Okay, so I was, okay, cool. So Aaron's going to get you one success. Tiffany, you are a success at a cost. You're a tie. The uh, difficulty right. was two. So that, uh, so you can get another success with a complication. Okay. So um, the complication is going to be that Leta is opening up but corn is going to stay in the kitchen and needs and is not yet going to participate so um you guys do have two successes however okay so working towards uh working towards a completion here so um letta sits down and kind of takes in what you've given her so she kind of looks over her shoulder at Corin, who seems to not be moving. I will tell you what I know. I have been married to Corin for a very long time, and I, we lived with 
Kojima lived here with us, or rather we lived with her. This is her house for until she died. So, as I think you know, Kojima entered the oasis with the caravan that she was part of, and she had a love affair with one of the courtiers in in the oasis of figs. I think his name was was Hiram, is what I believe. And then the caravan masters offended the sultan, and they had to leave quite abruptly afterwards. But she was already carrying Iram's child, and that is Corin. After they discovered, after she discovered that she was pregnant, she she split from the caravan and she she settled here in Perbestet, and she's lived here for the rest of her life. Corin was born here, and then shortly thereafter, she met Corin, who the man who Corin considers his father, Yosef. Yosef was a, a builder here in the in the cat district, and he fell madly in love with Kojima, and the two of them were married, and, and he adopted Corin, and Corin considers him his father, and they lived a good long life here in Bestet. They had three more children, I, I don't know if you know that, but Corin has three younger siblings who are also here in the city, and, well, she she left. For about uh, she left for about a month when he was a teenager and uh i i don't i don't know all of what happened but she was gone for about a month and when she returned she was as he's told me she became more distant and and, and sort of more dreamy than ever she'd always been very captivated by legends and stories and 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 romance but then when she came back, there was, she seemed more separated from her, from her family. But then, many years later, once we were already a family, she was able to return to the oasis. She saw Iram again. And when she came back, she, she and I actually had a, a serious conversation about this. She, met Iram and realized how much she loved her life that she had built here with all of us. And instead of staying with him in the oasis like she could have and living an eternal life of romance and youth, she came back to us. And I, I can tell you from that point forward, she was the most devoted grandmother. And we loved her dearly. She stayed with us for the rest of her life. I, I She's told me about her visit back to the Oasis. I don't actually know how it happened, though. She kind of looks over her shoulder back at Corin, who's puffing in the kitchen. Is there any chance that Kajima had any items that she possibly received in the oasis any trinkets any maps any i don't know does she have like a little what would you call it a little treasure box of maybe items that perhaps could help us 
I think this uh, this calls for another roll. Um, could I could I sort of as all of these conversations have been going on? Yes, Yulok has been uh, scanning throughout the entire house with his keen thieving eyes. Yep. Um, and before, um, maybe before we get this roll, could I roll to see if I have identified um, any uh, any notes that might belong? So looking that, for that would help looking some, for notebooks that might have some sort of connection to the oasis. So you don't see any notebooks, but go ahead and uh, give me a clever or focus roll, your choice. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking this is a create advantage. Yeah. Okay. Precisely. Um, I would like to would like to focus. Okay. Uh, that is a plus one. Okay. So, a plus one is not going to hit the difficulty of two. Would you be interested in invoking your eye for antiquities? Yeah, that's precisely what I would like to do. I figured you might. Alright, go ahead and spend your fate point. Okay. That brings you up to plus three, which puts you in a solid success category. So, um, you notice a, um, you notice sitting on, uh, the top shelf next to a, um, or actually on, there's a little urn, um, that looks like a fairly traditional ashes urn. Um, you notice that that, uh, uh that draped on that urn is a, little necklace that is simple but you know that it is really old like really old it's not particularly like mega like shiny and elegant like but it's it's, it's just ancient it's really freaking old way more than yeah. any than these people should should have and it's attached to a little urn jar or a little ashes urn um, would you like to say something about that before Aaron makes her roll? Um, or give her a signal of some kind? I don't. You, you, you basically, you definitely have a, uh, an, you have an aspect of, um, an ancient necklace with a, with one free invoke. I turn to, um, Eleanor. My humble apologies, mistress, but... I do feel obliged to tell you that sometimes the things we hold most precious can seem mundane. And I gently glance towards the urn. Mm. All right. I like that. I feel like you, uh, that that's enough. That's okay. enough for you to be make use of his invoke when you make your roll. Okay. So I'm, so I'm rolling right now. You may roll And I now. get to use that invoke to yep. kind of help. Okay, I'm being clever. Okay. I'm a plus and a minus on the dice, so it's zero. But then I've got plus three and clever, so three okay. plus... Plus two from his invoke, that gives you a five. That's a five. success with style. Ooh. Nice. Ooh, okay. dang. When you ask and you make a pointed look, up to the urn following his lead. Letta stands up 
and walks up to the to the uh, to the urn, and she very reverently takes it off the shelf and brings it down to the table with you, and says, "This, this is all we have left of Mother Kojima." And she kind of gestures. This is a necklace that she wore that was a gift from Iram. She wore it every day of her life until she re-entered the oasis. And then she never wore it again. And you notice that Corin has kind of leaned to the his moved to the to the doorway from the kitchen to the to the to the family room and he's looking at that urn and he's got his eyes are just kind of glistening and he's sitting there puffing on his pipe and then he coughs a really raspy smoker's cough and he comes forward and sits down kneeling next to Letta on the pillow and he he breathes for a second <laughs> and he sets his pipe down on the table and he looks at all of you I kind of hate that necklace I kind of hate Iram and the Oasis for most of my life the Oasis took my mother she was here but she wasn't here her heart was there when it should have been here. I'll tell you what she did for that month that she was gone. I hope it's helpful to you and that you can go. And I want you to take this necklace back to Iram. And I want you to tell him that she lived her life with us. And that she was happy with us for the rest of her life. That she chose us over him. And he reaches out and he takes the necklace off of the urn. You got that? We promise we will fulfill this delivery with the message. He reaches out and he puts it in your hands, Eleanor. Okay. Take it. I take it and I kind of slip it into the same pocket that's holding the Grimalkin eye. Okay. <coughs> she, <coughs> she'd been exploring lots of avenues throughout my entire childhood, trying to find the roots of the legend of the Oasis. And they all led her to one place. God King Irsuthaneti Kamet. Not here in Perbestet. In his own pyramid in the deserts. Once she understood what she was looking for, she traveled to visit him. And she pled for an audience. He gave her two options. He could send her on a treacherous path through the Shadow Realm to an anchor point. Some place she never she didn't tell me where, but some place that the the oasis returns to predictably and reliably 
every year, but she would have to make a a trip through the Shadow Realm, walking the Shadow Roads. And she wasn't brave enough. And the second option was that he told her the exact date and time when the Oasis would come near Perbeset again, and it was 15 years later. So she chose to come back to us and wait and carry a torch for Iram for 15 more years till I was a grown married man with a family of my own. And she lived for that moment for 15 more years, knowing that there was another option, but she wasn't brave enough to take it. If you want to get back, my advice, go visit the God King, Comet. Oh, thank you so much. You have been incredibly helpful. Where might we find him? So Corin looks at you and says, The God King Kamet, the Eye of Anuakman, the Warden of the Red Portal, is the ruler of Peranu, the city of crimson pillars. And good luck to you. And be very, very careful. Yolak, you know that Peranu is in the Nurian Natal region barely. It is northeast of Nurian, of the city Nuria, in the high desert mountains of the Mushmas Hills. And Peranu is a, basically a, the city of the dead. There are lots of undead there. And God King Comet is the mightiest of liches. And the Warden of the Red Portal, but very few people actually know what that means, but that is one of his, one of his, uh, honorifics. So, Peranu is your destination. Well, I finished sipping my tea. And, um, thank you very much. I don't believe we'll keep you much longer. And I look at Yolok and Mira and Henna and kind of sussing out the room to see if everyone's kind of feeling the same way. Because I'm feeling a little bit awkward. That was kind of an intense story. And he has got some major mommy issues. He has some major mommy issues. <laughs> Corin, Corin, may I ask, have you been afflicted with with this cough very long is this is this something you've been suffering with for quite some time <laughs> he smiles he takes a big old deep drag on his pipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah yes um my father my father loved his pipe and he was a builder i am also a builder who also loves his pipe and well the mere materials we build with, they, it involves a lot of fine powders that you mix with water, and it tends to involve a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fine dusts that get into your lungs, and I'm just happy to be as old as I am. My father didn't live this long. Perhaps I could leave you with uh, some remedies that that you might find helpful um, 
if you so chose. I, I, I don't let want it, to Let it cuts in. We would be honored. Thank you. And I will make sure that he takes them. <laughs> she gives him that, that look and he, he just nods. <laughs> yes. He gives her the yes, dear look. I, I can see that this is, this is very, this is totally in my wheelhouse. This is a tea drinking, pipe smoking family. Yep. And, um, I, I mix together, I've got my herbalist pouch and I mix together, um, a, um, a sort of, uh, smoking material. It's not necessarily tobacco, but it's like an herbed, um, smoke that has a bit of, uh, cooling herbs in it that will, um, sort of through the vapors will help calm the throat. And, uh, and then they're, this I may have to roll for it. I mean, that's pretty easy, but this I may have to roll for it. I, I want to put together a tea that will help almost like once, once imbibed will draw together the elements from the stone, the dust particles and sort of pull them from the lungs in a way that will expel them from the body. All right. So, because I wh- want to actually help remove, not just like ease the cough, but to help actually remove the irritant yeah. from the lungs. From the so, um, I like that. Go. So this will be a. Uh, this will go ahead and. So I think we need to use your herbalist stunt. For sure. And so pay a fate point, but yep. you may now make a focus roll. At an extra plus two. From the ad hoc right. stunt effect of your herbalist. Difficulty is going to be four, but okay. if you succeed, he w- you will cure his cough. All right. Well, let's start with um, my focus is three and my stunt gives me two, so I'm at five. So okay. hopefully my dice are kind. Okay. Um, just for clarity, um, I we have refreshed at this point. We're you have, re- have yes. refreshed. You th- so, we had a refresh <laughs> event, so your fate your your available fate points went up to your refresh value. Unless okay. you had more, which I don't think anyone had more. Because no, you said so a I'm lot of fate points I, last game. My refresh is three, so I'm down to two. I'm okay. spending a fate point to use my herbalist stunt. And there is a dice roll. Big money, no whammy. Uh, that is a plus one on the dice. So Woo! that's a big old six. Fantastic. So as you take, as you're doing this, um, Letta is like watching you very carefully. And she actually like, grabs out a little piece of paper and as you're doing stuff she's asking you little questions about and she's like making notes and you think she has a bit of talent herself and uh she is she is being taking very good notes you actually think that if the two the the two of you could make very be very good friends uh if you had more time together and uh you make you mix the concoction and he uh he takes it and sits with it and and breathes it in and drinks it and uh his you're amazed at how much clearer he sounds when he says wow that that is amazing (laughs) he takes one last like violent cough and he grabs a, a little handkerchief and he coughs like something just vile into it and then wow i i have not breathed this well in 20 years thank you you're absolutely the most welcome and at that moment 
Letta like takes your hands, kisses them, and says, "If you, if you are so inclined, it's not at all in the direction of Peranu, but our son is a priest at Thoth's temple to the west, and I know that he has made a study of the shadow realm, and he sends me letters." And I think that if you were to make a visit, that he might be able to give you something of help. I know nothing. I, I don't know. But I know that this is what he has studied because he was inspired by his grandmother. And the fact that she was not brave enough to enter the Shadow Realm. And perhaps he could help you. It is in the wrong direction. But if you choose to... Give him this. And she writes a little note. And she puts it together, puts a little wax seal on it, and hands it to you, Mira. Perhaps it would help. I don't know. I am greatly out of my depth here. We are so appreciative of your family's generosity. And it is, it is the least I could do to provide your family with many more years together and in good health so i'm i'm grateful for your assistance and i'm i'm hoping that i could in i could improve your family's quality of life together in, in any means i could uh, what is your son's name so we know who to look for his name is kama he is a disciple at the temple of thoth far to the west and if you give him this he will receive you warmly now if you'll excuse us it, it it's getting rather late. She she kind of grasps each of your hands, gives them each a little, a little light touch to her lips. Thank you, and I wish you all very well. And uh, Corin actually even stands up and offers you each a shake, a, a handshake, as you leave. Henna has just been sort of sitting silently in the corner, and as you all exit the house, her hands go over her mouth, and she just <laughs> squeals a little bit. That was amazing! <laughs> oh, you have no idea. I learned the legend of Kojima so many years ago, and now I know the whole story. Oh, this is amazing! <laughs> well, I have to say, Hannah, we are as appreciative of your uninvolvement as we are in the cooperation of this very dear family. So uh, you understand the the importance of our mission, uh, obviously, with everything we did to get here. And I, I appreciate your, your manners in the room. Absolutely. I understand when not to talk. Now, I believe I have upheld my end of the bargain, have I not? <laughs> Go and give it to her! And she looks at you. I have dealt in good faith with you from the beginning. I have been your friend. I kept my promise. This is very true, Hina, but let me ask. This Grimalkanai is very powerful. We have seen it in action. And how do we know what you're going to do with it? So she has always been extremely pleasant. Uh -huh. You get a she now starts getting a steely look in her eye. 
Eleanor. Frankly, that is none of your concern. We made a deal. We made a bargain. And I have kept my end, even though you almost went behind my back with that beast, Hakan. I have kept my end. I have dealt with you fairly. This, is this one will be still with her tongue. She nods to, to Yolak. Absolutely. Your business here is your business. Okay, I'm looking over at Mira and Yolak. Mike, do you want me to give it to her? Uh, do you want Eleanor, me to keep it? I, what are we going to do? I I have to stand on the side of of a deal well struck. I There may be some contention as to how she did or did not ever have this necklace in her, this treasure in her possession, whether or not she had it and lost it or whether or not she just wanted it and made a story whether or not she ever had it and merely wanted to come by it and had us track it down for her. This is none of our concern. All of this predated our arrival into town and the truth is a bargain was struck and she upheld her end faithfully and even came to our aid in the scuffle in the square. Get she took arms. For a little <laughs> I, I think we have to do right by her. Okay. I'm gonna reach into my pouch. Getting out the Grimalk and I am not happy about this. I don't think she's gonna do very good things, and I think she's gonna make a mess and we're gonna have to come clean it up. Perhaps. We're gonna be long in the shadow realm by that point. <laughs> you are right, Henna. You are a cat of your word. Thank you very much. She holds out her hand. And I drop it into her little paw. She smiles at you charmingly and puts it very delicately over her neck. I assure you, I have no nefarious plans. I just want to be the queen of cats. (laughs) (laughs) I, I will leave you with this, Anna. On this handoff of this treasure, remember... The conversation that we had with High Priestess Nefrini. There was some some disagreement as to the favor of this necklace. I don't think she's going to totally love the fact that A, it exists, and B, you have it. And you seem to really love being in her favor as well. So just remember whose ire you may involve yourself in by being in possession of this necklace. And should you ever feel like it would be safer in more secure hands, you know who to give it to. She looks at you and for a second you think she's about to get offended. And then she nods. This is good advice. You're a good friend. And she reaches out and she gives you a little peck on the cheek. You take care, Mira. I like you. (laughs) <laughs> and then she gives a nice little nice little curtsy to the to uh Eleanor and Yolak and then I wish you all very well in the city of cats and perhaps watch out for the vampires. And then she turns and she leaves. 
Eleanor. I, I, I know that that didn't sit well with you, and I, I hope you understand why I had to kind of, why I had to push. I just, I felt, I, I don't necessarily align my loyalty with cats and control and just the whole, well, the we whole definitely thing is just see sort where of your loyalty went with that, didn't we? <laughs> I just felt like she was old, so I hope that you want that she seemed sincere <laughs> when she decided that when she agreed to give it to Nefrini if if ever it was needed. So does that make things better between us? Yes, we're fine. We're fine. We just need to get to this new place. Where are we going again? <laughs> well, I believe we have a choice to make as a party, friends. So decisions before you. You can head up the river to Peranu, which would probably necessitate a stop in the city of Nuria. At least, at very least, it's convenient. It's also worth mentioning that all of you know, or at least Mira and Eleanor know, that the ambassador to the Oasis of Figs lives in Nuria in the court of the Sultan there. So, um, you possibly have a friend in Nuria. Puranu is a is a fair bit northeast of Nuria. And then Thoth's Temple is actually like a northwest kind of ground trek from here. We so also, you have a couple options ahead of you. Well, There's, and then we also have the Pallid Court that we yes. are going to possibly go see because of my vampiric Yes, Nefrini made a recommendation. And then we also need to decide, I mean, Nefrini's got those figs. Yes. And we might need some of those figs. Yeah, I think kind of depending on how long a journey we want to embark on, we may take some steps in preparation. So if we really want to go, A, go to the Shadow Realm, B, go see the sun in the in the temple before we get to uh, Per Anu. I mean, that's a lot of waypoints. That's a lot of steps. And we might be gone a while. Yeah, we may need to talk about taking a, uh, <laughs> a souvenir or, or, two, a, uh, or a roadie of figs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, Tiffany, just for a reference, because Aaron's been able to see this on my screen, but you haven't. Yeah, so, I was just about to ask you. Maybe we should put so, a couple of these maps. Per Bastet, is, I'm sharing my screen now. Per yep. Bastet is down here. Got it. Thoth's Temple is over here. Uh-huh. Nuria, the big city, big capital of Nuria and Natal is right here. Yeah, it's in the middle of the big river lands. And then Peranu is off in these hills. So, uh, Thoth's temple is not a small detour. How many days are we talking to these places? Um, it is probably a good week or two detour wow. of land travel. You'd probably want, and you would probably either want to get yourself a guide or hook up to a caravan or something. Like, traveling on your own to Thoth's temple kind of risky because none of you are like desert navigators we do have a yeah. magic carpet you do have a magic carpet 
that can but it's not really fast travel it's just sort of like luxury travel <laughs> it, it's similar to traveling on horses traveling on horses isn't all that much faster than walking on foot the difference is that you don't get tired yeah so um but it's a definitely a better way to travel so with brief bursts west, of speed we get information that costs a lot of time North, we have a friend and a waypoint in a major city, and East is the God King with the answers of the Shadow Realm. Yes, and in but, the city, you know, no the... pressure on that one or anything. Quite a road trip. <laughs> I kind of want to like talk to Yolok and have him kind of tell us about stuff because you sure. said that Yolok knows all this. You... We don't. Yeah, Yolok is the local who knows things. So, or well, he's not local to Purvastep, but he he's a familiar with the with like tombs and temples and antiquities. Local, so. local, <laughs> local. <laughs> nice. Um, and then the pallid court is possibly a help for your condition, right? Which which affects your relationship to the figs. So the only the only trouble here, of course, being um, I don't want to counter anything that our dungeon master may have in store. Nothing in store. Options okay. in front of you. Nothing in store. Well, I have things in store, but I'm laying out options for you with the expectation yeah, that you take some of them. This is like a dialogue them. tree. You're gonna like choose an option, and it will allow you know options to follow from there. <laughs> Um, Yolok, when we were in the house of Kojima, you seemed to know that that necklace was very special. And you seemed to know the land, you just seemed to know a lot about this area. Um, and Mira and I, we, we do not, we're not from here. And I don't even know where we're supposed to head. I remember the Temple of Thoth, and then, I don't know, the, the, the Shadow Realm, a pyramid full of something uh, could you maybe enlighten us a little bit on on where we are going or what we should do it would be my pleasure i highly recommend you reconsider going anywhere near the god king's temple the city of the dead is a place that few venture and even fewer return it's a place where undeath festers and grows in unnatural ways that one should never witness. I've never personally heard of a single person returning from that place without being, shall we say, changed. They come back and they're not themselves, you see. They come back and upon their return, they have visions of madness. They're made unwhole, their minds shattered their brains somehow scrambled in ways that no one seems to understand but them. If it truly is the place that you wish to go, to face the god King Kamet, then you must not go alone. You must find others who are willing to go there with you. There is no victory against death, as they say. Definitely looking at Mira. <laughs> we're, we're doing this. We're, 
going the death pyramid <laughs> it sounds like a like an entirely unpleasant place and and i can i do not i can sympathize with kajima for lacking her own or doubting her own bravery to go to such a place um however we don't have 15 years and that's if we're lucky enough that the oasis may return in 15 years it may be a lifetime we may not survive long enough in our our age of our, our natural age to to make it that long or it may be here and we may not even know where or when i i just feel like we have a risky way to get answers for certain or linger possibly forever in the unknown mira i think that we need to go back to nefrini i think that we need to get some of those figs for ourselves, but also to barter, because if we go to this, this this god king, we need something that we can can give him, so that he doesn't take our minds or whatever else he's going to take or want. And also, we might need some money, and I might need to to partake of some of them. I'm definitely not feeling quite myself. And, and Do I do forgive my interruption, but. If you think for a moment that a god king will have any interest in any single thing that you could offer him, I beg you to reconsider. It's not things of this world that interests the god king Kemet. I don't imagine that a god king of death has much use for a treasure that brings life <laughs> however i i see your point ah uh, yolak i just i wonder if you have any insight as to what what we may use to vote to barter what what would be a value that would bring us an advantage at such a meeting and do you think that we may use the figs to to acquire whatever that offering may be I do believe you misunderstand me, mistress. I don't believe that you have anything that, to barter with. A god-king does not barter, a god-king takes. The god-king of undeath does not have to trade. He merely has to wait. Well, maybe... Didn't Nifrini talk about a lady in the pallet courts a yes perhaps we should go see a maybe she could help me i don't know maybe with my condition and perhaps i mean vampires are undead they might have insight i see i see the uh the connection, I can see possibly that that vampires may have enough connection to the undead that that may be 
a resource worth exploring at least before we leave town and then we can make one stop back at Nifreni uh, before we turn around and yes. then from there after we explore because as I said we are running out of time time is not a luxury that we have for the things and for you I care very deeply for your well-being, Eleanor. I know that you are on borrowed time as it is, and so I don't want to outrun your clock, so to speak, and leave you too far from your lifeline. So if getting answers from Lady Alashra would, would help you and give you some sort of lifeline on our journey from whatever it may be, I think that that would be a... A worthy resource to explore and a worthy contact to make. Please understand that I will follow you wherever you choose to go. I merely offer my advice. Thank you, Yolak. That is very, very noble and very kind of you. I, so I do believe that we will be going into the pallid courts. You do realize we're going into a nest of vampires. I I am fully aware, and I have seen no reason to doubt our abilities to defend ourselves, especially given sort of one of their own entering. Yes, I, I, don't, I also I don't killed want many to, of to their own. I buy you and put you in a box, my friend, but I have to say, I think that... It would not be completely foreign for uh, you and your um, affliction um, to walk into the pallid court uh, to be completely um, left unarmed, so to speak. Perhaps we should go home, rest, and and see the pallid court tomorrow at sundown. I mean, it is getting late. It's sundown now, but we... We could spend another day gathering information and resources and rest. It's also on the other side of town, and you all have had oh, a very, I, very I don't long have day. The, I don't have the, the city map. Up. Oh, yeah. So the pallet Court is in the very far northwest corner of town, like on a little island. And uh, you are in the, in the district of the Cat, which is in the southeast corner. So it is literally across the entire metropolis of the city and uh, it would take you a while to get there and it would so you could certainly do it but y'all have had a very long day yeah i think yeah, we started rest. off the whole day fighting lions and it's <laughs> true yeah. i think we go get some rest and then the next day go to the pallet court or i guess next night mm -hmm. and then we can hit nefrini possibly hopefully get some figs and then we can hightail it out of town and decide where we're going. I think that sounds good. Um, where is home for the evening? Have we decided where we will take shelter for the night? Oh, um, I guess out of character. I thought that Nefrini had arranged for Henna. Somebody had arranged for us to have like a little... Nefrini did, yes. You've never been there. You never actually went to home oh, base. Oh, that's right. We haven't been there yet. <laughs> but, we, but we do have a place to go kind of crash. Yes. That's right. Okay. Yes. I believe that 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 would be wise. We should go and rest, recharge. Uh, Yolak, you're welcome to come along with us. 
I'm, I'm not sure where exactly in this town you call home, but if you'd like to seek refuge in our accommodations, you are welcome to come along. Um, and uh, I think a good a good night's rest to revivify would be wise for everyone, given the days we've had and given the days ahead. All right. Um, so, yes, you guys have an inn. You have the name of an inn. I don't remember what the name of the inn was. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's a place, and you have safe refuge there. Um, so, if you'd like to go and rest, that is easy. Okay, so once we ended our session, we realized that Brendan is not going to be able to join us for the next little while. So, we wanted to do a quick, uh, quick little scene to kind of... Uh, explain what is going to happen over the next couple weeks while he is gone. So we will pick back up. You are in the, you are in your room, in the inn. You are in a safe place where you feel comfortable and you all get to have a little bit of reflection and discussion there. So we're all sipping some nice tea. There as you we go. Kind of unwind from the day and all the information and everything that's going on. Um, <laughs> I am feeling a little overwhelmed with how much we have to do. I'm sure everyone else is feeling pulled in many directions. Amira, we have to do so much in so little time. I do not know how we are going to get to the temple and how we're going to talk to Nefrini and how we're going to get to the pyramid and and what was the, the city? Oh, our friend, the uh, the ambassador is in it. Nuria. Nuria? Yes, there, there's so much to do. I just, I wish we could be in multiple places at once. So, Yolak, I, I don't, I don't want to overreach. And I, and I certainly would, would not want to send you into harm's way. However, we, we really the the largest the longest detour that i i see us going on we would be going a great long way for merely information to go all the way to visit uh kama at the at soft's temple would would it be too great an ask if you could go in our stead to the temple I will give you Letta's letter. Would you go on our behalf to deliver the letter and return to us any information that Kama may be able to provide? Of course, it would be my pleasure. If this is what you wish of me. Yes, it would be so incredibly helpful. Oh, that would be wonderful if you could go. While I am gone, what will you two do? We will explore our options and resources and make contact here uh, at the Pallid Court and uh, back with Nefrini regarding our precious figs. And then I believe we may travel to Nuria. Do you all want to meet in Nuria? Yes, perhaps perhaps we could all meet up at the ambassador's quarters or the ambassador wherever he resides. That would be I believe that would be a 
an advantageous waypoint. So we will rendezvous in Nuria at the Embassy of the Figs, and you may share with us the information you glean from the temple, and we will share with you what information we have um, obtained from the pallet court, and we can strategize about making our way to the God King's temple in Perenu. Yolak, I will just comment that that seems like a really good way to discharge your debt. If this is the will of both of you, then I shall, of course, oblige. We would be most grateful because what I, as I said before, we do not have the luxury of time and you would be buying us a great deal of time. Indeed. In that case, until we meet again. And I just stand right up and walk out the door. Fair travels, friend. Don't even turn around. <laughs> All right. And we will see Yolak at some point in the future. And maybe, maybe we'll get a solo side quest. Check your pockets, Ooh. kids. <laughs>